Hey, thanks for joining and welcome to Shift, PwC Canada's podcast series, where we go behind the scenes with Canada's leading organizations to hear their digital transformation stories. I'm your host, John Finkelstein, Executive Creative Director here at PwC Canada and Three Card Monty expert. Hello, 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 and welcome to the second quarantine edition of the Shift Podcast. Now, this episode of Shift is going to sound a little bit different than normal, as I'm not going to host it. Instead, you'll be listening to the talented Sophia Theodorou. Now, she's PwC's Chief People Officer, and in this episode, she sits down with Mona Malone, Chief Human Resource Officer and Head of People and Culture at BMO Financial Group. This episode is all about managing mental health amid the COVID pandemic. This is an absolutely unprecedented time. We're all living in a world right now that is causing us a lot more stress than we ever have felt before. And as a result, we believe that prioritizing mental health is now more important than ever. Now, luckily in this episode, Mona shares some tactical tips and tricks on how to create a healthy working environment that fosters open communication, equality, and support. It's a really important conversation. I hope that you listen, I hope you enjoy it, and most of all, I hope you learn something. I'll be back to my regular hosting duties next episode. Until then, stay safe. Hi, my name is Sophia Theodoro, and I'm the Chief People Officer at PwC Canada. I'll be the guest host of this podcast on managing mental health amid COVID. It is my absolute pleasure to have Mona Malone, Chief Human Resources Officer and Head of People and Culture, BMO Financial Group, with us. Mona, welcome. Let's start off easy. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your current role at BMO. Thanks, Sophia, and I'm delighted to join you today. At, uh, at BMO, I'm Chief HR Officer and Head of People and Culture. I've been with the organization over 20 years in HR roles, in business roles, leading retail branches in marketing and product management. And what drew me to the bank over 20 years ago was our commitment to diversity and inclusion and the commitment to employee development. Beyond BMO, I'm a mother of three, a wife, and and involved in the community with youth-based charities. Fabulous. Thanks, Mona. I understand that BMO has also recently revised their purpose, and it's now boldly grow the good in business and life. I love that. How has that served as a rallying point and North Star for your employees throughout this crisis? I think at BMO, we really believe that It's the hearts and minds of our people that really create value for the customer. And we are an organization that involved our people and our customers over an 18-month period in defining our purpose statement. And so the concept of boldly grow the good in business and life relates to what we do from a banking perspective. You know, banking is personal helping people save for the future, helping people buy their first home, helping a small business owner expand their business are deeply personal decisions. And so for us, boldly growing the good and helping people in both business and life is the purpose. And as you mentioned in COVID, 
we have had some of the most difficult and fast-paced decision-making that most of us have ever experienced in our career. And the purpose has really been a shining light for us or a lens as we think about the pace of decisions that we've had to make, which really have been informed by the health and safety of our employees, as well as continuity of banking services. Banking is essential and making sure that people have access, whether it's uh, large corporates in terms of the financial markets or institutions to individuals has been a tremendous area of focus for us through the pandemic. BMO has been prioritizing the mental health of their employees for a long time. Why is the topic of mental health a priority for BMO? This is a really important topic. Our our commitment to mental health awareness, advocacy, and action really does align to the purpose. Mental health is is a fast-growing issue. It's a business issue. When we think about the economic loss of productivity and time across small, medium, and large businesses across Canada, mental health is an important issue for business leaders to be addressing. The workplace is one big component to that and through our health and wellness programs that companies offer. Now, when you layer onto that the pandemic, and and a wave of increased mental health needs across the country, whether that's youth mental health all the way through, it's even more important that these supports and practices are in place. Now, earlier this year, you partnered with CAMH to produce a first-of-its-kind workplace mental health playbook for business leaders. Tell us a little bit about this partnership, the formation of the playbook, and how it has served BMO during the COVID-19 quarantine. Well, there's no doubt the Center for Addiction and Mental Health is a leader around research and the topic around mental health care. And they also recognize the role that business can play in advancing the mental health conversation. And so we were proud to be part of groundbreaking research that they did and the creation of a playbook for Canadian business. And for us, that stemmed from one of our commitments from our purpose, which is really zero barriers to inclusion, ensuring that our employees can bring their best selves to work and that they have the support that they need and there's equal opportunity for each of us. And so it was kind of through that lens that we helped fund and support CAMH's playbook. And then we're proud to extend the reach of the playbook with our commercial and business clients across the country. And we've used the playbook as a key resource ourselves through the pandemic providing it to our leaders and helping to guide their own awareness and support in terms of tools. Yeah, you mentioned leaders and and leader people leaders in particular are so critical to helping identify and manage mental health in the workplace. So beyond the playbook, how are you equipping your people leaders to help with mental health issues? Education is a big component of this. And so We have inclusion training that includes mental health elements for our people managers and building in specific awareness around mental health and conversation guides and toolkits 
And embedding that within leader training is a very powerful way that organizations can better support their leaders because the leaders are really the front line. They're the ones that are dealing with the employees on a day in, day out basis, having the career conversations, coaching conversations, um, supporting them each day in the workplace or now in a more virtual environment using technology. And so making sure that they're skilled and capable is extremely important because many times these conversations are sensitive. And the first person that an employee may reach out to or first person who recognizes some of the concern would be the manager. Right. And we know that right now people are facing such a broad range of stressors. What are some of the tools that BMO has implemented that are helping to alleviate some of these stressors? Well, throughout the pandemic, we've been doing calls with both physical medical doctors, as well as mental health experts, parenting experts, we call them wellness births, and employees can sign up, they're easily accessible, and they have an opportunity to ask questions and be involved in small dialogue groups with these professionals. And we have had over 10,000 of our employees participate in these sessions just over the last few months. We've also rolled out virtual health apps across North America, and it provides employees with instead of having to go to a clinic or a doctor, both physical and mental health support through text, chat, and virtual connectivity. We've also done a lot more listening. And so we've always done employee pulse surveys, but through COVID, we've turned those into more short burst, more often, so that we can really keep a sense of what the sentiment, what the areas of concern are, and then really tailor our programs based on what we're hearing from our people. We've spoken a little bit about the backdrop of the pandemic, but there are many things going on in the world. Right now, there's really a heightened global focus and conversation on anti-Black racism. How is BMO showing care for their Black employees in response to all that's taking place? This has been a really impactful and important set of conversations. And what they've been is listening sessions to really understand the experience that our colleagues are having and to start with increasing our education and listening and then to start to develop a set of actions because for many decades we have had a value of diversity and inclusion and we have developed playbooks and we've set targets. We've set targets in terms of um, visible minorities. We've set targets in terms of people of color. We've set sub-segment targets. But what we're really hearing is that the experience that employees are having, the experience that they're having through recruitment, through coaching and development, through development opportunities, isn't what we wished it would be. And so the racial injustice and the Black Lives Matter has provided us a real opportunity to pause, listen, and learn. And it's through that lens that we are thinking about the path forward. Personally, what I've done is really think about my own education. I've increased the number of books, podcasts. I've spent time talking with my Black colleagues and friends just to widen my own sense of knowledge of the history, 
about what's happening, about the impact of what's happening on my colleagues, and try to increase the purview of my own awareness. And then to reflect on what does that mean, given my role as a mother, my role in youth, in Toronto, in terms of school boards that I'm on, in terms of charities that I'm part of, and my role as chief HR officer and head of people and culture at the bank. And intention is good, but what this has really created is a sense that more is needed, way more is needed, and leadership is needed at this time. And that no matter what we've been doing, we can all do better and we can all do more. Yeah, and I have to echo that at PwC, we're doing, uh, we're taking very similar actions with listening tours. So uh, I echo everything you've said, and it's very, very important. When we think about our work in diversity and inclusion, uh, part of our goal is to make sure that our organizations reflect the communities that they serve. What other things is BMO doing to achieve this? It definitely starts with one of our four values being around inclusion and using the power of our voices and our privilege to stand up against injustice and racism. I think that as a company, we were quick to use our voice to share our support around the issues at hand, but it's through the listening that we've had it's really created a sense of awareness that we need the action planning to be something that is not just quick and reactive, but really impactful. And I think that's the stage that we're at right now and why, why the listening and the collective planning that we're doing with a high degree of engagement of our employees is so important. We encouraged our colleagues and leaders to reach out to some of our Black colleagues to check in, and we created a racial injustice guide to help facilitate these conversations that included articles and videos to help educate and to help our leaders and employees to understand what they can do to help support their Black colleagues. We also facilitated some of the systemic changes that need to happen. And the way we started that was by making a donation of a million dollars to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and the Equal Justice Initiative, Greater Twin Cities United Way, and the Canadian Anti-Hate Network to support their work towards social and racial justice and inclusion. That's great, Mona. There are so many things happening in the environment right now. The speed at which things are happening feels to be quite exponential at times, and communication is so critical. So with the speed of the evolving changes, updates happening in real time, organizations need to have an agile way to enable the dissemination of information and resources to their employees. What methods has BMO been employing? You know, for example, uh, tell us a little bit about your internal webcasts and their successes or other methods that you have to get the information out to your people. One of the, the mechanisms that's worked quite well for us, and it's been something that we've had in place well before the pandemic, but we've used it way more frequently through the pandemic, is something called a seniors leader meeting that's virtual and it's our top 400 leaders and our CEO chairs it. 
And through the pandemic, once every about two and a half weeks, we'd bring this group together really to just focus on what was happening, what was next, and really provide that leadership team support. In terms of being a global company, we had the benefit of the experience that our colleagues in Asia and the UK were going through in terms of the start of COVID. And so learning from their experiences and their return planning was extremely helpful for us as we started doing that planning in North America. One of the things that was quite different that we did We've always included the concept of mental wellness into our core leadership programs. And so we did meditations at the end of large meetings. We brought resilience experts that people had experienced on the leadership training in, but in the moment to deal with a specific situation. And so having had those core leadership programs that have been around for decades that people have participated in really became helpful to us in the height of the pandemic. Yes, I can imagine. We have something at PwC that we call mental health first aid sessions that we have ran with our relationship leaders or our people managers to help equip them to have better conversations and support mental health. And and that actually takes me to the next question. There's a, a fantastic phrase that I love that's come out of the current crisis, toxic positivity. It's a term that addresses the idea that it's okay not to be okay. And we don't always have to have the glass half full mentality. How has BMO as an organization fostered a culture where their employees feel comfortable expressing their emotional challenges? And how are you allowing them to have the space and resources to navigate this challenging time? Yeah, I think this is such an important point. You know, at times of uncertainty, leaders can feel that they maybe need to be overly optimistic but that often doesn't feel authentic or balanced. And we'll often talk about kind of constructive realists and really making sure that you're recognizing this is kind of a marathon of sprints and you need to look at the facts of what's happening and too much blind optimism can actually not be helpful at all. And so the concept of kind of this realistic optimism around really finding progress points that help build a sense of self-efficacy collectively with teams and groups based on what they've already accomplished, what they've already gone through is helpful. But also just checking in with team members with open-ended questions and providing the time and space for people to express how they're feeling and what they're thinking. And so what we've been doing is having open conversation about this, but also reminding people about strategies in terms of managing their own resilience and and mindset. And there's been three that we've highlighted. One is being really aware of your own self-talk and how you reframe and direct the talk based on, you know, that voice inside your head and what, what it's telling you. The second is the importance of routine. So individual routine in terms of when you get up, finding time during the day to go outside, that 30 minutes of just it can be walking or some form of exercise, but then also how you create ritual and routines for your team. It can be as simple as daily calls, team huddles, one-on-one check-ins, but the benefit of that routine. And the third is reflection. 
and reflection about really thinking about how you want to show up through this period of time and then reflecting on how that's going. Let me shift the conversation to your customers for a moment. We're in a season where people are facing some of their toughest challenges yet, dissolution of businesses, job loss, etc. How is BMO helping their clients with their mental health? Well, definitely recognizing one of the the first steps through the pandemic was our role in delivering relief programs to our customers, retail customers, small business customers, large corporate customers. Our customers were worried about their financial health in addition to their physical and mental health. And so working collectively with other financial institutions and with the Canadian government to facilitate access to more than 200,000 customers in terms of putting emergency relief funds in their hands. I think also increased conversation with our customers and more reaching out and more connection with them. And this has been really profound for our bankers. Some of our, our younger bankers have just been absolutely impacted by having customers call them really with tears of appreciation around access to funds that they desperately needed, funds that helped them stay in business, helped them provide jobs to their employees. And it's been extremely powerful in terms of the employees that have been involved. Right now, we're in a period where provinces are starting to open up, lift restrictions, um, and organizations are shifting their focus on what a return to work may look like. How do you think we should be prioritizing our employee mental health as we build that transition plan and what the future of work may evolve to become looking ahead? Well, I think employee readiness and employee support is critical. For us, we've had over 15,000 people working from BMO worksites through the pandemic because of being a key core service and keeping our operations open through the pandemic. And so for those individuals working on a work site, the health and safety and the support provided to them was absolutely critical. For those that were working from home, it was flexibility, technology, new tools in terms of being able to connect people effectively and support them. And so now as we think about return planning, we have a small number of employees that are starting to come back into work sites. But it's also making sure for the resilience of the bank that people are able to work more from anywhere. And so this concept of flexibility, I think, is really important. And where jobs have the ability to be done from anywhere, how we really support people and how we create manager capability around managing workforces that are more remote and work from anywhere is going to be increasingly important as I think about the next few years. For the organizations listening to this podcast that want to make strides to help their employees maintain their health and wellness during this time, what would be the top three key tips you would provide them with? I think ensuring that you're getting feedback from your employees about what their concerns are, are incredibly important because then you can tailor what you're doing based on the needs of your employees. I think the second point of advice I'd give is that 
mental health is health and ensuring that we're educating our managers and ourselves about the resources available. And the CAMH mental health playbook is available to all businesses and and available on the CAMH site. And really do encourage that as a resource for businesses of, of any size and scale. And then I think the third would be that crisis and points of disruption in the marketplace can create opportunity. And so as we think about coming out on the other side of COVID, where are there options in terms of thinking about your business model, how you deal with employees, how you deal with customers in terms of the experience that really can be adapted or changed based on what we've just been through. And so while we're on the topic of key tips, what are some of your personal tips and tools that you've been using to help stay both physically and mentally healthy during the quarantine? Well, definitely routine. I found that um, Mm. the sense of um, even the small things like finding 30 minutes to get outside, the time I have for a walk, the sense of structure around what I do throughout the day has really brought some sense of normality and control at a time when you really have so little control. And so um, that sense of routine has been very significant. The second has been reflection and reflection has been something that, you know, we've taught in our leadership courses as I've developed as a leader. It's been something that that I've done at different points in my career, in in my week. But the sense of importance of that during the management of the crisis in terms of just reflecting what happened this week. How did I show up? What did I do? How aligned is that with the intention of what I want? What does that mean for next week? And those are simple questions, but just the power of asking them. And then the third is support. We had a a great session with my leadership team kind of um, in early April where we really just shared our fears. And it was really great to be able to be really open with the leadership team and, and share what I was scared about, how I was feeling, and to hear how they were feeling. And so I think that sense of it doesn't matter what position you're in, you know, what role you play, but really taking time and the support of others. Well, in an effort to get to know you a little better, Mona, we have a couple of lightning round rapid fire questions. Love to know what was the most memorable place you've ever traveled or visited. Definitely Kenya, Africa for a safari. Oh, wow. That sounds lovely. Favorite thing to eat during quarantine? Unfortunately, I do like salty snacks. It's not the health. Oh, you're like me. (laughs) (laughs) Salt over sweet any day. Yeah, absolutely. And have you developed a new COVID-19 hobby or skill? It's not so much new, but I have enjoyed um, bike riding with my youngest son during COVID and I have practiced yoga and I do find that has been a huge source of support for me through this. Fabulous. How about an app? Is there an app you can't live without? I love Uber Eats. Oh, isn't that a great app? I do too. (laughs) Our listeners want to know what's your favorite binge worthy show? I am not a huge basketball fan, but I have loved watching The Last Dance in terms of the Michael Jordan story. Oh, I'll have to catch that one. I haven't seen that one yet. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Ah, 
just like me. How about working from home? Dressed up or dressed down? Dressed to be comfortable. Oh, that's fabulous. And if you weren't doing the job you're in right now, what would you be doing? Well, first, I love the job that I'm doing now. And I've always loved developing others. And so if I wasn't doing this, I think I'd be teaching in some form. Mm. Well, Mona, it's been an absolute pleasure to have this conversation with you and to learn about so many things that BMO is doing. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you to all our listeners for listening to this very special episode of Shift Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shift. You can get more details at pwc.com slash ca slash shift. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, subscribe to our podcast series. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, or your preferred podcast platform. Just so you know, this podcast has been prepared by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP, an Ontario limited liability partnership for general guidance on matters of interest only and does not constitute professional advice. Until next time.